Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. Here we are on the second day of January 2020. I almost got that confused. What an amazing date. I hope everything's going great for everybody. And I hope you've been enjoying the shows and everything else like that. I've just been getting some nice feedback on my show about having fun in 2020. And, uh, you know, as soon as I said that, of course, you know, something wild is going to happen in the world there. And it sure is. Uh, I, t- today's story is going to be a little bit different than having fun. And it's all the more reason to have fun when you can. I think the title of today's uh, Just Thinking should be um, uh, Is War Eminent, uh, you know, in 2020 for the U.S.? Are, are we going to have to go to war with somebody or have some serious um, or super serious military action somewhere in the world? Um, you know, I, I'm, I've kind of kind of mixed bag on this one. Uh, I, I think some of the stuff is bluster. 
on some of the countries that are, you know, continuously for many, many, many years have super bad behavior, uh, you know, by our standards. And, and we certainly interfere with other countries uh, all the time, overtly and covertly, and have this, uh, if not a militaristic policy with people that we've been involved with, we have this sanctioning and all these other kind of things that we do very, very seriously with people and hurt them economically. And we cause them lots of pain. So they wind up hating us for a variety of reasons. And of course, after 9-11, with uh, Bush going into um, Iraq, going into Afghanistan, that big uh, horror show, that the Soviet Union found out, uh, you know, uh, Russia, the former Soviet Union found out was an unwinnable situation. We've been there for what, uh, who knows, you know, now 18, 19 years. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, uh, we're in these terrible positions. And now you get more crap going on with Iran. You know, that, uh, you know, the hatred goes back uh, 50, 60 years with that kind of stuff, uh, you know, and then goes back with the Shah of Iran leaving, you know, the captives in the Iranian embassy, all the crazy stuff. You've got North Korea in the mix. You've got Putin uh, messing with elections, uh, you know, jumping into Crimea and the Ukraine, uh, all the uh, craziness with the Trump administration and the impeachment, all the Mueller hearings, all that kind of crazy stuff in the United States. The United States downgrading its allies and NATO. It's a big kind of a, a cluster, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of a big circle jerk there. You know, uh, I'll use that term. Uh, I don't know which is worse, cluster fuck or circle jerk, but one of the two. Uh, take your pick. I think it's a bad uh, it's it's a bad scene. And uh, it's important to me because I have a grandson who's going in the uh, military very shortly. And, uh, gee, what did he want to get involved with before he goes into his specialty? Uh, he wants to be, uh, you know, working in the artillery of all things uh, before going, uh, you know, into uh, uh, another area of military intelligence. Uh, he has to serve uh, a while in another sector first. So he chose artillery. Gee, th- that won't be involved in this, right? Not. Uh, so, you know, I have a vested interest in there. My son spent like four or five tours of duty in the Middle East, uh, is a disabled veteran, thanks to that. And uh, it's a serious uh, situation. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody in the listening audience, uh, if you're an American, you probably have a family member or somebody that you know and love who's uh, in the military. And those people are overseas, uh, you know, in, in a variety of different countries. My, my goodness gracious, you know, the political strategies are, you know, similar to the United States uh, in some cases. And in other cases, they're very dissimilar. And our interests may uh, not coincide with yours, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons. Uh, the thing why I think that something could pop off seriously, and you don't have to be a genius with that, is that we don't have a coherent uh, policy. Um, with this administration, uh, in my opinion. And I have to say this in a balanced way. I agree. You don't hear this very often. I agree and agreed with President Trump in meeting anybody. I don't believe that old silly ass maxim that, uh, you know, that you empower somebody and give them all this status if you sit down with somebody who is a third-rate power and you discuss things with them. That may be true in this big game and all this stuff. 
of, um, you know, international politics and uh, diplomacy and, and all that stuff. And, and there's an art and a science to that, to be sure, you know. Uh, just like there is, uh, you know, in being a salesman or, you know, selling real estate or, you know, being a clinician or being an administrator of a program or a CEO, you know, every, everything has its specialty. However, I don't think you ever um, affect any real change or get any lasting peace in the world or, or, or achieve any greatness if you don't take a risk. And, and those are acceptable risks. Sitting down with somebody, you know, doesn't have to be the end of the world. You may lose face or you may have all these things, but it's not a nuclear bomb. It's not, uh, you know, it's not uh, something that you can't reverse. It's not something that if you're a powerful country or an intelligent, powerful person, you cannot sit down and explain to somebody why you're doing that. You know, for the good of the world, for the good of the country, for the good of your country. And it's always desirable to have a deal with people where everybody walks away a winner. Because, uh, you know, nobody uh, is going to sit down at the table to negotiate, uh, you know, hoping to negotiate from a position of weakness. They want to get something met too. And that's the art of negotiating with somebody. You, you want to give something, you want to get something. And if you have a bigger stick or you have more money, if you have more smarts, well, you may get a little bit more in the deal or a lot more. But you still want to let everybody walk away uh, feeling somewhat good and not humiliated. You know, it's a very interesting thing in uh, Lao Tzu's uh, book on the art of war. You know, the Japanese um, industrialists and uh, chief executive officers still read the art of war. And uh, if my good buddy, John Lishak, who I was mentioned, we would talk about this all the time. I would mention this. And there's a maxim in there, which means there's a theory in there. There's a law in there that says, always allow a desperate enemy a means of escape. And think about that. That's very, very wise to always allow a desperate enemy a means of escape. And those battle-hardened general or smart person or anybody who understands warfare or life-threatening situations realizes that when you're fighting to the death with somebody, they will fight very hard. But if they have an opportunity to run away, they still fight a little bit differently. They know in the back of their mind they can run away. But if you have somebody trapped in a cave and there's no means of egress except out that front direction and you're coming in with a superior force and you're going to cut the cut everybody up into little shreds, uh, chances are that if you're facing some uh, a warrior class of person or a real belligerent, uh, that person now gets a new mind frame and says, well, I'm not getting out of here alive. I'm a desperate enemy and you're not allowing me any means of escape. I'm going to take as many of you as I can with me. And you get a whole new level of fighting. And Lao Tzu understood that in the art of war. And he said, hey, hey, the important thing is winning the war. You can beat the enemy. You can decimate the enemy. But give them a means of escape so that some of them can get off there. And you don't have to take overwhelming casualties. And I fear that with these terrible sanctions that we use all the time, whether they be military sanctions that are overpowering and violent, but then, you know, you can't sustain that stuff, uh, you know, for, for long periods of time. It's a, it's those, or those are actions of attrition, you know, uh, you, you can't occupy those places because then guerrilla wars form and, uh, you know, those kinds of revolutionary things happen and you can never control them.
You can never root everybody out. You just can't do it. There's no time in history that it's ever been done. Somebody's always the opposition to you and it's draining and it lasts forever like it has for us. And that's what's going on in the Middle East. And that's what's going on in Korea. You know, Jesus Christ, the Korean War was going on when I was born in 1950. You know, it was starting at that period of time, right after World War II. And here it is, almost 70 years later. 70, folks, in the modern world. So is there a potential for something to happen uh, that's wrong? Yeah, there is. That can happen with a, a well-thought-out plan by a government and the military. And think of the character that we have in office right now. The guy doesn't know anything about the military. He's had one. He doesn't believe in his intelligence agencies. He's, he's, he's had numerous secretaries of defense. He has the third string in right now. He doesn't have top flight people surrounding him as, you know, as uh, defense secretaries and negotiators. He's decimated the State Department. And this is when you can have all kinds of accidents. Now, again, this isn't to say that this guy didn't have the right idea, meaning this guy, the president of the United States, let me speak with respect in that way, that he didn't have the right idea to sit down with anybody. But what he thought he would do is because he thinks he's brilliant and he's not is he thought he could bullshit his way uh, and schmooze uh, people like Kim, Kim Jong-un, you know, the um, the leader of North Korea, who's a first-class nutcase and a murderer and a thug. And that's just who he is. And then he thought he could bully and sanction the people that he really hates. And those are the, the Muslims. The people in Iraq, uh, the people in Syria, the people, uh, he hates Iran. Uh, to death. Uh, he has, uh, you know, he has no use for the Iranians or that kind of thing. And neither do a lot of Americans. They have a long history. Um, they do not like Muslims. And many, you know, there's a, people can claim all that brotherhood week that they want, but just like the blatant racism in America. No, there is no great love with many, many people for Muslims. Uh, through the world of Americans, it's a, it's a way, way, way different culture. And I can tell you that with great authority, my uh, ex-wife's uh, family uh, were, they worked in the Middle East and Saudi Arabia. My ex-wife went to school in Turkey. Uh, we knew many, many people from the area, wonderful people, intelligent people, whatever, you know, delightful, lovely, loving, kind, but a very different culture. And, uh, you know, that's a, it's a, that's a wild neck of the woods compared to our culture. And you have the same thing going on in North Korea. You have the same thing going on in Russia. You have very different cultures. You have very different agendas. Uh, you have, um, you know, you got Putin stirring up the stuff. You got impossible situations all over the world. And uh, again, we have a we have a president. And we have an administration where they they might mean well, but it's all done on a Twitter. Uh, it, it goes back and forth and forth and back, and there's a lack of consistency. Um, and people are flying by the seat of their pants. And that's not the way that you can deal with these things. And now, instead of having this quote-unquote boots on the ground where that's going to be the issue, you've got people who have nuclear weapons. Now, the good thing is uh, the United States has by far the most powerful military on the face of the earth, the most powerful military in history. 
There's no doubt about that. But we don't have, we, we can't be in all these places at the same time, folks. We can't be in all these places at the same time. And we have an erratic, uh, you know, uh, leadership that, you know, like I said, does this shit by Twitter. People think they're, think they're king. People think that they know the answer to things and they know what they're going to do. And other people don't know it. They know better than the generals. This is what this guy says. And that's when a mistake can happen. And uh, then you then you resort to uh, you know, playing with uh, bigger weapons. You know, and who knows? The generals may go along with that because there aren't sufficient numbers of troops to do that. Trump is very correct in wanting to pull troops back. Uh, in my opinion, that's a very that's a very appropriate goal that he ran on getting us out of these kind of situations. However, he's in them now. And he's not helping the matter. You know, but, uh, you know, I think we'll have to keep an eye on it. I don't know what you guys think, but I do think that there's more than a 50 percent chance for something very deadly to pop off. Uh, we're overdue for something in 2020. And this guy uh, with the impeachment stuff and his erratic nature and his uh, megalomania and egoism, uh, it's, it's like the perfect storm, man, in my opinion. And that's what I'm thinking about. So let's keep an eye on it. Let's have some fun uh, for 2021. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's be critical thinkers and, uh, you know, keep your eyes and ears open, uh, you know, send information to your congressmen and senators. And, you know, they may pass that on to the president, uh, you know, because it's an election year. And let's look for some sanity uh, with things. But other than that, uh, that's about all we can do is make sure that we have elected officials in this upcoming uh, election, uh, whether they be Republicans, independents or Democrats who are responsible people uh, and that we trust with uh our lives and the lives of our children and grandchildren. What do you think? That's a pretty heavy show. Well, let's see if we have something a little more uplifting tomorrow. But uh, again, you know, we got the stuff at the embassy going on in Iraq. Iranian-led uh, bombs flew in at the, the airport and around there and killed a general from the Iran army and other people. And, uh, you know, you get that other stuff we were talking about. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Okay, that things uh, settle down a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't bet the farm that uh, something crazy is not going to happen. So that's just thinking for today. I'll have another show for you tomorrow. I'll catch you later, folks. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wanglin. That's at S. Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network.
Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. <laughs> 